Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to doubt. Hey, pals. It's your old friend, Boona, as nobody calls me, uh, here again, with the second day of the Collective 2020 and a podcast about that thing. I'm here on my own. Chris is off doing other things today. He has, in fact, gone to the cinema to see Fight Club. Um, Yep, he's travelled back to the year 2000, uh, where it's a much, much better time. So hopefully, as much as I love Chris, he will stay there back in the year 2000, watching Fight Club over and over again. And if you've never seen Fight Club, He's the ghost all along. The little boy is the ghost all along. Um, So, yeah, I've been watching more shows from The Collective. Uh, I watched most of day two, um, so three quarters and a little bit of the fourth quarter. I haven't seen all of the freelance show yet. Um, We're not in Chicago anymore, it's called. Um, I've seen the first couple of matches. enjoyed them quite a lot um but i have seen the other three shows so gcw presented effie's big gay brunch um that was the the first show of the day uh then glory pro did uh are you wrestling son are you wrestling son um and then we had uh the main event uh the anchor event of the whole weekend uh gcw's joey janella's spring break four as is usual i've gone through and i've picked out three things that i liked about what i watched and three things that i didn't like quite as much and i've arranged them in two halves a love the graps Uh, or LTG for those of you who like your initialisms and uh, not my graps or an NMG Uh, that's the way it works so before uh, any further ado um, because you don't want any further ado and what is ado I don't know much ado about nothing before any further ado uh, let's get on with the love the graps for day two at the collective Okay, number one, uh, the clusterfuck at Joey Janela's Spring Break 4. Now, this really divides opinion. Um, Some people hate the clusterfuck. Some people think it's an absolute waste of time. It's over an hour of nonsense. And as the name suggests, it's a bit of a mess. But I absolutely love it. I love a rumble anyway. And to have an extra long rumble with lots and lots of nonsense and stupid rules for for instance i mean spoiler nobody was eliminated by this last night but you can be eliminated from the clusterfuck by death if you die then that is taken as an elimination um but i loved it as usual it was full of lots of surprise entrance uh, lots of funny spots and it all ended up very nicely without giving away too many spoilers i mean there were so many nice spots in it my my favorite spot um and this might say more about me than it does about the clusterfuck and the, the quality of stuff on offer was that uh, a man only there 
to provide a confetti fountain for Robert Anthony and Frank the Clown managed to shoot himself in the nuts with the confetti um, rather than than spray it all over uh, a pair of clowns. Um, The Walmart guys were there. So you might remember way back in the mists of time, pre-COVID times. Do you remember unprecedented times? Do you remember precedented times before them? Uh, The Walmart guys went viral by doing a bit of wrestling in Walmart. um, And they were booked for spring break uh, when it should have taken place in April, uh, when it was still viral. Um, And Joey Janela is nothing if not loyal to his gimmicks um so he has honored their booking and they're in the the spring break uh clusterfuck for 2020 even though they're no longer viral but do you know what they're still funny uh, i enjoyed their work quite a lot and they were responsible for some very good spots uh, flash flanagan was in there those of you who uh, read pwi back in the day uh, back in the year 2000 where chris is currently chris will be a, a a big fan of flash flanagan he was he was all over the indies at the back end of the 90s and the the start of the 2000s um, he made an appearance because apparently you can't have an indie show in indiana uh, without flash flanagan on it and talking of people from way back in the day a uh, shark boy was there um a rather larger shark boy than we've seen before um not sure what he's been eating uh he has been hanging out with spider nate webb who's cooking in a kitchen so maybe spider nate webb has been feeding shark boy up but it was nice to see him and it wouldn't be a clusterfuck without the invisible man being there uh, the invisible man turned up lots and lots of spots people really want to work with the invisible man they were queuing up to do spots with him um i'm going to talk about uh, an, another mvp of the weekend in a minute uh, for my second love the graps and people were queuing up to work with him but uh invisible man may even eclipse him for the amount of people that that want to to get involved uh, in a wrestling ring with the invisible man and uh, yoshihiko was there from ddt still in the country came over for gcw's homecoming where joey janella beat him uh, for the ddt iron man title which has since as it does moved on um but yoshihiko is still in the country and and there were some great spots between yoshihiko and the invisible man uh, which i quite enjoyed i mean the rest of spring bait was great i i said on uh, saturday when i was talking about friday's action that if there's one show you watch it should have been for the culture i mean spring break is going to be the one show that you watch from saturday's action so much good stuff it kicked off with a, a ricky shane page open challenge that without giving too many spoilers away was answered by orange cassidy um a man who is so over uh not not just amongst his people as he was here but amongst ordinary people i've got a uh, a work colleague who uh, knew he'd watched wrestling a few years ago and i saw him last week and i was like are you still watching the wrestling he was like well i'm watching a bit of wwe i mean you can't blame him uh he's, he's watching a bit of wwe i said oh have you seen any AEW?" and he said uh not too much but i like that orange cassidy so he's that kind of person and there's a really good match on the show between tony deppen and alex shelley just a absolute technical wrestling clinic which i I really enjoyed tony deppen is is just wonderful um and alex shelley's just everywhere at the moment uh 
coming out of retirement to to have an Indian summer of a career. Him and Eric Stevens, although Alex Shelley keeps his opinions about intergender wrestling to himself as far as I'm aware. Makes a nice cookie, apparently. Um, makes a good cookie. Joe Janela took on Ricky Morton, uh, and the main event was Matt Tremont against Alex Colon uh, in Matt Tremont's final GCW match. And if you're a fan of bloody death matches, then that didn't disappoint. So the clusterfuck is my love the graps number one. Uh, I know other people hated it. Andy Ogden particularly hated it, um, but I don't care. I loved it. So my second love the graps is the MVP of day two and possibly may end up being the MVP of the whole weekend. Uh, Lee Moriarty. I spoke a bit about Lee Moriarty yesterday on the podcast. He, he had some uh, really good technical matches with uh, the likes of Daniel Macabe and Trey Lamar and Alex Shelley on day one. Uh, on day two, he had a match with Mike Outlaw on Glory Pro, put Mike Outlaw over, which is really cool. Uh, he had a, a classic with Jonathan Gresham at Spring Break 4. Um, and afterwards, Jonathan Gresham extended an open invitation to Lee Moriarty to, to come to Ring of Honor whenever he's ready. I mean, that isn't what it was, um, you know. 20 years ago, where Chris now lives, um, Ring of Honor wasn't didn't even exist, but it was shortly about to exist, um, and it, it would have been uh, quite an invitation to come and join Ring of Honor at that point. Um, it's not so much now, but still, it shows that he's held in in high regard. And then on the freelance show, which was the the late show yesterday, he fought Isaiah Velasquez, um, and again, that was just an absolute clinic. If you've not seen Lee Moriarty before, get on the the Moriarty bandwagon because he is absolutely amazing. And I don't think it will be too long before you see him in a major company um, or Ring of Honor for that matter. So Love the Graps number three um, is the, the concept and execution of Effie's Big Gay Brunch. It was the show that opened up Saturday's proceedings. Um, Whereas For The Culture, which was the late show on Friday, was a show in which everyone that was involved was a person of colour. Um, virtually everyone who was involved in Effie's Big Gay Brunch was from the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, and if they weren't, then they were uh, an advocate or an ally um, of, of said community. And... This kind of show, I've seen people say that a few years ago it was unthinkable, and that's that's sad that that is the case. But I'm happy that it's not unthinkable anymore, um, and I'm equally happy that not only did it happen, but it was a great show in its own regards. There was plenty of stuff which you might have expected, um, you know, without uh, being uh, too... Um, obvious about uh, a show uh, for the gays by the gays um, but there was also plenty of stuff which was for the want of a better term was very much straight wrestling featuring people from the lgbt community um, which is is one in the eye for people who think that gay wrestlers can only be a, a certain thing um, in the same way that the, there was a, a mindset that um, and and still is in some places um, I'm looking sort of northeast in the US where a cranky old man runs a promotion. Um, there's still a, a thought that uh, a black wrestler has to be kind of singing and dancing um, uh, sort of caricature. And the, the, there are probably still some people who think that that should also be true 
of gay wrestlers but there were plenty of performances on this that showed that your sexuality um while it is something to be proud of does not define your your ability in a wrestling ring or the way you present yourself in a wrestling ring and there were plenty of excellent performances on this show the show opened with a tag team match with the sea stars um ex chikara and uh talking of ex chikara um still life with apricots and pears took on dark shake from the hood slam promotion over in oakland uh, hood slam was a promotion started by dark shake because she was frustrated at not being able to find anywhere to wrestle in oakland california that was suitable for for her her true self um so she had to create a place uh luckily there are, are lots more places now where you can be your true self and wrestle um it, whether you're from the uh, lgdp qia plus i'm sorry for mangling that it really does um twist the tongue uh, or or whatever community there's plenty of places you can be yourself um it's a shame and I, I don't know if this is the time to have the conversation about this that um chikara uh, is no longer uh, one of those places it's a shame that chikara ended the way it did um quite understandable why chikara packed up um as a result of the the speaking out movement um the the promoter did not cover himself in glory uh because of of what happened there and there were some accusations which if true um were just unacceptable um so i can understand why chikara finished uh but it's sad that maybe we're we're still at a point where we we can't talk about the positives from chikara which it was a place where creativity was uh, paramount and where it didn't really matter um what gender you were what sexuality you were what race you were um it was all about sort of having fun in wrestling and hopefully we'll reach a point where chikara can be thought of as a, a positive effect in professional wrestling and uh without the the negatives that that sadly blighted um its end from a, a few um despicable individuals um so i got to see some other people on the show that i'd never seen before uh mv young uh, is an absolute beast i was aware of him from twitter uh for being the uh, head of the polyam cult in wrestling he reckons he's got over 10,000 romantic partners and more power to his elbow i say um so it's a good thing uh, i got to see him uh, as i say he's a beast i got to see jamie senegal again i've, I've seen stuff that has been uh, retweeted from her on twitter um really impressed with her against ali cat uh, the twink gauntlet was a lot of fun uh and effie ended up having a surprise opponent and the surprise opponent i won't give it away um because if you if you haven't seen it then watch the show uh because the pop the surprise opponent gets is is cool but let's just say it's nice to welcome them back to the indies um and it was a really fun match uh despite what some of the haters say um there have been some haters uh and you know that's their right but maybe i'll get on to them in a bit okay so that's my love the graps there are the three things that i particularly liked about yesterday's action but there were also three things that i did not like so much um so let's get on with the not my graps so the first thing is spring break was a great show 
but it went five hours. Now, I'll confess here, I did not watch Spring Break live. It's the first Joey Janela branded show that I've not watched live. Um, I watched all uh, three previous Spring Breaks, including the, the two different parts of, of part three. Uh, the two LA shows and the New York show, I got up in the middle of the night to, to watch live. Um, this one, I was just not feeling it. I was very, very tired. I'd been watching Glory Pro, which was the, the second show of the day. And despite some really good stuff on that show, uh, ACH versus uh, AJ Gray um, and uh Zach Wentz against Warhorse for the independent wrestling TV title. Um, it was starting to blur a bit for me, and I thought I need a bit of sleep. So I went to bed and slept for 10 hours. And when I got up at 9 o'clock this morning, I put Spring Break on, and it finished at quarter to two in the afternoon. So it's practically half a day. Um, now, it was good. I enjoyed it, but that is far too long. It's too much of anybody's time. Uh, it's it's progress Wembley length, which as we as we have established over and over again is too long for a wrestling show, and uh, it ate into freelancers' time as well. As freelancers supposed to start at midnight, and it didn't end up starting till half past midnight, um, which is it, I mean it's not the problem it was last year when Spring Break overran and caused Blackcraft to have to rush their show, um, which you can see in the documentary on YouTube, the rise and fall of Blackcraft wrestling. It's it's quite a good watch um and that explains what what happened there but it's still it's still not great um just cut it down a bit lads cut it down a bit and um, don't cut the clusterfuck obviously i really enjoyed that um but just just cut a couple of minutes off everyone's matches i'm sure they won't mind okay my second not my graps uh, goes to the fight tv app on my roku uh, I'm not sure if this is the same for later editions of the Roku. I've got quite an early edition of the Roku, which I bought when I first got back into wrestling uh, to watch the Royal Rumble, believe it or not. Um, uh, I enjoyed the Royal Rumble, uh, as I do most years. Um, steal it now, of course, because who gives that person any money at all? Not me. Um but yeah, my, my Roku is quite an old Roku, so I don't know if uh, newer Rokus have the same problem. I don't know if the app on other uh, smart TV devices have the same problem. The website doesn't, um, so you know the, the website is, is perfectly workable. But I found that when I want to watch something that isn't live, the live thing is working fine. Uh, it takes me ages to find it. You, you can't immediately find what you're after uh, when you do find it if you haven't uh, if you've watched a bit of that show before it doesn't save where you were uh, in that show and so you have to remember where you were at the time uh, you got up to on the timestamp on the thing because you can't even uh, fast forward with pictures on it only gives you a time bar and then three times out of four when you do find the place that you were you get a little bit of sound and then it throws you out the app um, so incredibly frustrating uh, fight tv i don't know if it's if it's me and my roku or them and their app but something needs to change because i lost far too much time to that yesterday just trying to pick up where i left off when life meant that i had to leave the room uh, to go and do other things or indeed just rewind to watch a man get hit in the balls by a confetti cannon um, so the third not my grap is what I, I pithily call in my notes because I do make notes. That's the sound of my notes uh, wafting. What I pithily called in my my notes 
moaners and phoners. Uh, so the moaners half of this is um, I have no problem with people criticizing stuff if they watch it. If you watch something and it's not for you, then fine. Um, I don't know why you would go out of your way to 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 drag it completely. Um, having said that, I am doing this in a section called Not My Graps where uh, I do drag things, although I try and be constructive. Um, but if you've watched something and it wasn't to your liking, then fine. Um, what I've got no time for is for people who don't watch things and then complain about them on social media or on uh, web forums for those of you who are older. Maybe on Usenet. I don't know. Is anyone still using Usenet? Um, I don't watch WWE anymore for, for my own reasons. So I don't tend to comment on what happens on WWE because it's nothing to do with me. Um, it's 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 just there. Um, similarly, uh, I'm not a fan of Premier League football anymore. Uh, so whatever happens in, in, in Premier League, I don't know if you're aware, football died in 1982 um, when Aston Villa won the European Cup and nothing that has happened ever since uh, matters. Um, but... Apart from that, I, I don't make any comment on football because it's not—it's nothing to do with me. Um, but people do find that, that they have to go out of the way um, and criticise things that that and is, is really nothing to do with them. And worse still, is is the kind of people who uh, are they're, they're fans of what's going on, but they're not particularly fans of the fact that this event is happening in the middle of a pandemic. And, you know, I mentioned yesterday, like that, that is a perfectly reasonable opinion. If you don't think this should be happening, then fine. But to, to criticise stuff that you would otherwise enjoy merely because you don't think this event is happening, it's, it's just stupid. It's just Get something better to do with your time. And then we've got the phoners um, who are there's a certain subset, small subset of people um, who sit in the front row of these shows. And because of the way the hard cam is set up, I'm staring at the same people for show after show after show. And I would kill to be in Indianapolis. Some people, you naysayers, would say I would die um, if I was in Indianapolis through the whole COVID thing. But I would kill to be there at the collective. Um, and yet there are some people there with front row tickets sitting there. And I've got to say, they're a certain type of person, uh, heavy set body, uh, wearing T-shirt and shorts. And I realise that that bit of the description describes me, but they've got long hair as well. Um, and they're sitting there front row on their phones for huge amounts of time, not paying attention to what's going on six feet away from them in the ring. And there's one guy who really gets my goat. Um, there was one point where he was standing up uh, as somebody came in. You know, you stand up when people make their entrance uh, on his phone and they came in the ring and then the match started and he still stood up on his phone, not paying attention to what was happening in front of him. And the guy in the seat behind him and, you know, it's socially distant. So that seat behind him is like six feet behind him. Had to go and tell him to sit down because he couldn't see because this guy was engrossed in whatever was going on, on his phone. Just put your phones away, lads. Uh, there's a there's a professional wrestling show on um, while the matches are in the ring. Put your phones away. So, yeah, moaners and phoners, they're getting my goat today. But I did enjoy day two um i watched it as i said in two halves uh i 
think I probably uh, wouldn't have enjoyed spring break so much if I'd have been sleepy and it wouldn't have finished until quarter to five in the morning our time uh, which is a ridiculous time to finish a professional wrestling show uh, that's even later than pro wrestling eve have gone sometimes uh, or rev pro at the uh, York Hall uh, just to get a few drags in there boost don't drag boost don't drag that's my advice um, so yeah I will hopefully be back tomorrow with Chris uh, to do a wrap up from day three and perhaps talk about uh, how the whole weekend went but so far I'm liking the collective I'm feeling good about the money I spent on it and until I speak to you again as Chris would say why don't you go to bed Oh,